Hey, this is Maya, editor and player of the Monsters Playbook. One of the many joys of being part of an up-and-coming podcast is experiencing and learning from our mistakes. More specifically, in this episode, John and I had some technical difficulties and ended up recording in the same room. So our audio isn't quite as high quality as it usually is, but the story is still amazing. We apologize, and we're getting better every day. The Monsters Playbook is an adventure podcast for grown-ups. It contains violence and profanity, and deals with adult themes that may be uncomfortable for some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the Monsters Playbook, a Real Play Monster of the Week podcast that's actually kind of a bummer to run because I'm a huge fan of these players and their characters, but it's my job to keep making bad things happen to them. It's just kind of a bummer. I mean, it's incredibly fun, but it's also a bummer. This week on the cover story, in the immediate fallout of the previous mystery, Kira and Tommy find themselves separated from the other hunters. The good news is Mark, Anna, Theo, Casey, and the team are out there doing what they can to save them. But the bad news is their captor has a team of their own and they'll do whatever it takes to make sure that Kira and Tommy don't get saved. I'm John and I play Mark Clayton. I'm Lauren and I play Kira and Anna Ashwood. I'm Maya and I play Casey Davis and Theo Nessos. I'm Johnny and I play literally everybody else. So here we go. John, I understand you leveled up and you have an advanced improvement to take. Isn't that right? Yeah. <laughs> For those just joining us, John is considering trans transitioning his character to become the divine. So what that means, the first thing, Mark Clayton, is there anything, any moves that you currently have that you want to give up? As you'll remember, one of the larger offenses that will land me eventually and inevitably in game jail is that you can then take those one for one to take additional moves from the new playbook. So if there's anything you give up, that'll functionally be another level. Yeah, so get rid of... Preparedness, often overlooked. Okay. What that'll mean, you get to pick three, well, five of the moves from the divine list. The only ones I don't have are lay on hands and what I need when I need it. Divine weapon and armor, I'm, that's going to be on me to get that to you sometime in the next arc. What I'll ask is from the list, which do you think makes the most sense for divine weapon? Flaming sword, thunder hammer, raise a whip, five demon bag, silver trident. How, how does this weapon manifest? Because I was thinking we could do flaming flaming sword, but not a traditional sword. So that's a question for future you and me. What I want you to do is pick the thing. Flaming sword. And then, <laughs> and then the fates will uh, convene to ensure that you trip, trip over it. Okay. I think you also don't have a boss yet, but that too... Will oh, no. <laughs> will find you. I don't like that. <laughs> no, we all don't like that. No, it's gonna be fine. What are you guys talking about? It's gonna be great, and I'm great. Was there anything else that you guys need to to resolve for Mark? Well, I do want to point out to everyone, Mark especially, that because this is the beginning of a new mystery, but you did not rest up in any meaningful way, you will all heal one harm only. Speaking of level ups. Uh, so Casey and Theo leveled up. 
And for Theo's level up, I decided to choose a rote that okay. we can decide later or whatever. Um, and then Casey's level up, I chose to take a another move from another playbook. Um, I took prepared to defend from the searcher playbook. Okay. So whenever I suffer harm when kicking ass or protecting someone, I suffer one less harm. Okay. What? No, yeah, just just take that away from me too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I figured like if I'm kicking ass or protecting someone, three harm can't hurt me. So what's bad with that? So should we roll pre rolls then? Yes. Uh, question. Mm-hmm. I have, I'm technically a new playbook now. Do you want me to hold off on rolling that until we are like out of this scenario? Rolling which? It's the initiate, the, the, the mission from the sect. <laughs> I have no way, like, I don't think it makes sense really at the moment to get a mission because I'm not in contact with them at the moment. Oh yeah, I agree. And I think I misspoke last time, um, when I leveled up, um, I got rid of Destiny's play thing, not boss from beyond, but because I still haven't done anything for uh, my boss from beyond, I think I just roll woman with the plan. Um, and I rolled an 11 for that. So I get two holds. Oh boy. I rolled a three. Mark, congratulations on your three for premonitions. Holy shit. Yeah, that's about as that's as bad as you physically are able to roll. What did <laughs> what do you have what? Oh wait. Jesus Christ. Having a moment. <laughs> yeah, so no. six. Yeah. No, yeah, six. So it's a six, so it's well, still a fail. Congr- it's still a fail. Uh Anna also rolled a six for her premonition. Oh boy. Yeah. This is <laughs> this one's gonna be fun. <laughs> oh <boy>. Um <laughs> I have three questions to use for connect the dots. Okay. And then I have one hold for the touch. Okay. I believe, Anna, the way I'm reading this. Something bad's going to happen, but. Something bad's going to happen. You're not so sure you can prevent it. I don't think you're aware what it is. Yeah, no, you've. that's what we've rolled, what we had happen before when she rolled some shit. <laughs> so that makes sense. I just get a really bad feeling. Which is indistinguishable from your underlying bad feeling that you have most of your life. You sad children. Ouch. Mark. Yes. I sense danger ahead. (laughs) I think that this just sort of happens to you where you are. You guys are, I think the rest of you had sort of gone to wait by the the van Mm -hmm. in preparation for Kira and Tommy to come back inevitably. While you're sitting there waiting, you sort of go away for a second as though like drifting into a nap i say it that way because you sort of feel as though you're gradually regaining consciousness but the feeling you get is bad you're in a great deal of pain and you are not waking up from a nap you are waking up from absolutely being knocked out and you are in like a dark likely underground sort of morgue type room metal walls metal tables here and there, lit with a kind of pale green fluorescent lighting. You can see at the end of some of the metal tables is sets of familiar footwear. It's all of your friends covered in sheets. And walking away from one of them, you can see wearing a long sort of white lab coat with a set of impressive black wings trailing behind him. It's Cross. 
and he looks up at you with his three eyes and he says last but not least and he reaches to pluck the eyes from your head and that's what you get and then you wake up and your eyes are where they belong and you're in Cosmo and everybody's sort of sitting around um hey everybody <laughs> hey Mark says Diego he's had the strangest dream got a little drool there oh did I did I get it mm-hmm hard to say <laughs> I'm just going to like keep it to myself. Okay. As you tend to do. <laughs> That's paid off in the past. Yeah. <laughs> Kira, you and Tommy, and to a lesser extent, well, to a greater extent, Jacob, are trapped in Cross's safe house. I take it Jacob is still behind those bars that Cross had brought down? Mm-hmm. Okay. Can I like read a bad situation, like look around, see if there's any way to like open up the this cell somehow? Yes. Roll read about situation. Fuck yeah. 13. Advanced move. Okay. So ask your three questions, then I'll tell you something. Okay. So I want to ask, what's the best way to protect uh, Jacob? I think Jacob's actually in the least amount of danger here. Okay. Will you allow me to ask, like, is there like a, do I see anything that I could use? Like, how could I open this? Yeah, I think there's a, um, there's a small like input panel next to it. Uh Uh-huh. It would take some figuring or something else to figure out how to operate or hack or break it. Okay. Is it just like like bars, like prison bars type thing? Yeah. Okay. All right. And third question, is there anything in this like room building? Like obviously like this, this, this slab and stuff has like gone down, but is there like anything that's like preventing like magic at all? You would have to try some to figure that out, I think. Okay. Based on what you can tell and what you know of Casey's safe house of the same kind, mm-hmm. mostly what it is is um, not so much a dampening field as a barrier. Mm-hmm. So like scrying type magic couldn't penetrate it. Things couldn't get through. Unclear whether things within will work. Okay. And the free thing? The, the wall behind the um, elevator should isn't the end of this floor. There's more beyond it. Shit. Okay. Uh, I don't see Cross anywhere, right? Nope. Just his voice, like on the mm-hmm. speaker system? Okay. Yep. Okay. So then I think Kira kind of looks to Tommy and is just like, are you fucking kidding me right now? Like, like what are the fucking odds? Guns out. I'm going to try something. Okay. I want her to see if she can uh, slip into the shadows. Roll it. Ten. Okay. And can I, um, whenever I, so with the initiate thing, I have a level up that is whenever you use magic, you can ask a question from the investigative mystery move. Okay. Can I ask like the bars specifically in Jacob's cell, would they prevent anything from like magical from like going through? No, that cell is it's literally just, just normal. bars. Okay, cool. So then, yeah, if I can do that, slip into the shadows, I want to go into Jacob's cell and see if I can pull him with me. So you slide in and you get into the cell. And the moment that you do, an extremely bright light shines in the cell, mm-hmm. dissipating all the shadows and essentially popping you back into the physical world. Okay. And then Cross's voice over the speaker says, Kira Lillian Ashwood. Abilities include shadow dancing, source unknown, Vampiric powers, source unknown, 
Exomorphic wings, source unknown, those I'm particularly excited about. Thomas Matthew Gabriel Sparks, lycanthrope, wolf type, source organized. That's a little bit interesting, maybe a little bit more difficult, but we'll cross the bridge when we come to it. Associated with Nicholas Christian Allen Sparks, magus, neophyte, self-styled supernaturalist. I don't know that he has much to offer, but one never knows. Where are you? You can clearly see us. Cambershy? I'm at what you might call on the job. You just sit tight. Question. So I wasn't able, was I not even able to like go into the cell or am I in the cell right now? You're in the cell. Cool. Yep. (laughs) All right. And Tommy's out. Yep. I think he's he does that thing where he like runs to the bars. Yeah, I think Kira just sort of like places a hand over his and is like, "Don't worry, it's gonna be okay. We're gonna get the fuck out of here." This is great. Can I try to? I want to see if I can wake Jacob up. Roll act under pressure. Um, ten. Okay. Yeah, you like shake him a bit and slap him on the face, and he sort of comes to and like in doing that you do notice that he has a pretty sizable uh goose egg on his forehead mm-hmm. it's like what are you oh it's okay um well sounds like cross is um out to trap or kill us also so you know just another tuesday did he knock you out do you remember what happened i remember i was here i remember Oh man, Theo. Yeah, she was pretty uh she was pretty upset. Yeah, well it runs in the family, I guess. Yeah, you Nessos. Everything with you guys is so black and white. Why the hell do you think I'm it doesn't matter. Is Theo okay? As far as I know, yeah, she's fine. She's getting her stuff out of your guys' apartment and headed to the airport. She sent me here to get you, and I got trapped. <laughs> in here, I'm trying to figure out if there's a way out. Do you know if there's a way we can get past these bars? As far as I can tell, there's nothing magical preventing us from getting out. But I'm, and she looks up at the light. I'm a little useless right now. He looks at the light and he looks at you like, those two facts don't <laughs> compute. <laughs> Shadow powers. Oh, obviously. What did I expect? Yeah, th- jokes are great, but can you actually do something? Try to, try to keep up. The panel, the bar inside the safe house, it's, there's not, like you said, there's not a lot of magic going on, but there's plenty of anti-magic countermeasures, plain old technology. Mm-hmm. So shadow powers, lights, the bars should open if we can just hack through the control panel. Please tell me one of your hidden talents is that you're really good with technology. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not bad at the Dark Souls games. <laughs> Graphic designer by day, hacker by night. The bad news is he he doesn't have physical access to the thing. Mm-hmm. Right now, the only one who does is uh, Mr. Tommy Sparks. Can Kira and Jacob be sort of trying to describe to Tommy what he's supposed to do and have him to be describing it? Like when they have like a bomb over the phone, you're like, <laughs> okay, now what do you see? Like red wire or the blue wire? <laughs> So what I want to do is yeah. I would have him kind of walk over to it and pop it open. And there is like, I think there's, there's a sort of digital readout that's an inch or two high. And then a like metal frame that goes down below it around a nine digit keypad. Mm-hmm. 
there are quite a few wires coming out with the cover of it to connect to the digital readout. And then behind that, it's like knots of wires. Uh-huh. And I think, and he says, well, this is, this is going to be a real test of our communication skills. <laughs> Cut to who went with Theo to the apartment? Uh, Casey did. Okay. <laughs> this will be fun. <laughs> And then is everybody else waiting outside of the apartment or are they at a third location? Um, I think we'd stay together. I think all of us, can all of us fit in Cosmo? Well, yeah, every, I guess the rest of us would have to fit in Cosmo. Yeah, okay. I think that I think that would fit. There's, what, six of you? And all seven. So that'd be tight, but yeah, yeah. work. Well, with a van. Fuck it. Yeah. We all take Cosmo. Everybody else is waiting outside, I think, as Casey and Thea go upstairs. Okay. Talk can do lapses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Or just park outside? No, I, I mean, you can sit on, sit on somebody's lap on the way. Oh, I see. I mean, Anna, Anna's happy to sit on Diego's lap. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Flirt Zone. <laughs> Population two. So, okay. Theo, roll act under pressure. Twelve. Uh, advance move. Okay. Yeah, you hadn't fully unpacked even a little bit. I think... A combination of the fact that you basically just got here and didn't make much of an honest attempt to truly move in. Your stuff's all kind of ready to go. Casey, I think you can recognize a bit of that. Looks like you uh, barely unpacked here, kid. Yeah. No, it's great. It's great. Keep going. It was kind of a rough uh, first day here. And you're not staying. No, I I don't think Chicago's for me. And Jacob wouldn't want me to stay. How? Why? Like, he's your brother, isn't he? I just... I did some things that make me more Nessos than he and I were kind of hoping to escape from. It's for the best. Casey, over Theo's shoulder, out the window, you see just like, in a rooftop sort of across the street, you see just like a little glint, like a distant sparkle or perhaps a reflection. Like a scope or something? Perhaps some kind of a scope. Casey's going to tackle Theo to the ground. Okay. And then I think that either Casey's going to call him or over the radio, uh, going to like call into her team and tell them that... Uh, There's a sniper across the street on the roof. Uh, you and I are okay for right now. We're on the ground. Do you have eyes? Uh, be careful. No sooner do you finish saying that sentence than the window actually explodes in glass. And then over your head, you see a grappling hook. Oh, no. <laughs> with a thick wire bury itself into the uh, the living room wall. Uh, I want to cut this wire. <laughs> Talk goes, that's no sniper boss. Uh, yeah, uh, no shit. Um, do we see this from the car? You do see it from the car. And I think also in that moment, leaning her head out the window, Gia goes, we're up and then climbs the rest of the way out. Everybody sort of jumps into action. Can I try and melt the, well, actually, can I tell if it's going to the room or I have no idea. I just see this thing. Thanks to context clues. You're pretty sure that that's the thing so there is like over and across the street from the from the rooftop across the street 
into a sixth floor window, there is this like, I mean, as far as you can tell, it's just a thick black cable. Okay. And that's all you can tell right now. What do you want to do? Can I try and melt the wire or heat? it's a metal wire? It'll be tough from here, but you can try. All right. Out of protection of Theo, I will use magic. Try and heat this thing up. 12. Nice. Bazinga. <laughs> Mark, you're unstable. So you jump inside also and get, position yourself underneath this thing and then sort of I'm assuming you're kind of just like firing. I'm literally going, what the hell was, oh shit. And then I like try and like, I, I, I just like kind of blow heat in that general direction with like okay. some, <laughs> I don't want to say a flamethrower, but like just something You can that say like, a flamethrower. I'll just try and heat that up, just like. So, okay, so you just sort of fire almost a ray as straight up and down as you, as you possibly can. Okay. Which with a 12 is quite straight up and down. So that's going, I think you're making contact with it. The rest of you can see it glowing red. The other thing that you can see is a pair of what look to be lightly armored sort of agent types, padded armor, looks like maybe unclear if it's a ski cap or some kind of helmet, attaching like large, medium-sized sort of metal things that they then sort of use to zip line across the street. Um, can Casey and Theo see this at all? Uh, last I checked, you were still down. So yeah. no. And if you were getting up, the other thing that I heard you were trying to do is also trying to cut the wire. Yeah, Casey was gonna either try and cut the wire or pull it out. But being that it's thick, I'm kind of wondering if Theo would be like, no, here, let me do this. And she's gonna grab the wire and try to electrocute it. Roll use magic. Theo rolled a 12 for use magic, which is her advanced move. Okay, so I think here is in total what I think happens. So that being an advanced move, Theo, the entire cable just crackles with your entropy lightning and like arcs out and around and strikes these agents a number of times. One of them actually is also going to be burned by Mark's fire ray. The other one like kind of swings on their way and like goes, manages to go around it. But the first one burned and likely burning flies into the room with you and with Casey and Theo. The other one, Mark's fire actually manages to snap the cable, sending that one swinging down and crashing much more clumsily into I'd say a fourth floor window. How far away is that from like where we are? Basically, it's four floors up. Okay. You're parked right outside the the Jacob building. I kind of feel like Casey's gonna say, like on our radio. Circle around the block. We'll meet up with you. We don't want them getting both of us at once. Can Mark run into the building and try and get up to Theo's level? Absolutely, roll act under pressure. Get on my level, Mark Clayton. I want, I think I want Anna to run after the one that fell into that other apartment building. Okay. You also relax under pressure. 11. Damn, son. Um, 11. All right. I love how nobody's listening to <laughs> <laughs> Everyone run 
the the bar. I'm going inside. Yeah. I mean, there are three people who work for you. Yeah, there's three people who work yeah. for you. The other two are your friends. And they're all probably going to circle around the block. Yeah. That's fine. That's fine. I think, like, Mark runs in, Anna runs in. I think Gia and Diego are going to be like, I don't know. You heard the boss. <laughs> Pile back into Cosmo, circle around the block. So. Mark and Anna are running up the stairs. Anna peels off on the fourth floor, runs over to what you assume to be the apartment that the other agent fell into. I'm going to say and assume that you kick the door in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kay. she's bursting through. <laughs> Just fucking checks it. <laughs> you throw yourself into this uh, apartment. To the left is the bathroom. To the right, there's a pretty poorly appointed kitchen. And then sort of around the corner from the walkthrough kitchen, there's more of the apartment there. And you can hear this, like, really loud, frantic clicking as of a keyboard. I wanted to, I kind of wanted to go, like, up to, like, the wall. I mean, she burst down the door, so they know she's here. I wanted to just kind of wheel around and, like, uh, have her fucking shotgun ready. Okay. So what you see in this room is, like, a... Um, it's the agent. He seems to have thrown off the like padded jacket mm-hmm. that he'd been wearing and that's on the ground. There is now clearly a helmet, like kind of a maskless motorcycle helmet just on the ground. What's standing there then is like a really well-built 24-year-old guy with like really dark skin and black, black shaggy hair, but he's not looking at you. He's looking up and then strapped to either sides of his belt, he has these like apparently custom-made ergonomic keyboards mm-hmm. that he's tap-tapping into. He's sort of facing to your left and looking straight up. So you can see a kind of um, maybe like half a shoebox sized pack of some kind on the back of his belt. When you wheel around, he does look at you and stop typing. Mm-hmm. And then he starts typing again. Well, so there's like a pack on his back? Mm-hmm. Is it like explosives? You don't know. Um, Anna's just gonna rush over and she's gonna fucking knock him, like... Roll kick some ass. Hit him with the shotgun, try to knock him out. We'll see about that. That's ten. Okay. Pick your extra bonus thing do. Take or give plus one forward, do more harm, take less harm, force them where you want them. I won't allow knocking him out to be a where you want him thing. Okay. Well, can I knock him out, like, so that he's, like, not... Or not knock him out, but, like, can I knock him so that he's not able to, like, type on the computer anymore? Because I want to get him away from the computer. Hmm. No, because he's he's well and truly attached to it. Okay. Um, then I will uh, inflict terrible harm. Okay. So you run up and you just bash him with the butt of the... And he just takes it and then, like, looks back up at you with these, like, flat, piercing, studying eyes. Mm-hmm. And he's just like frantically typing and not looking at his hands. And then the the helmet uh-huh. actually kind of floats up behind him and soars right at your head. Can I duck out of the way? <laughs> no, this is the consequence okay. of this is him inflicting harm. So that's that's two. Minus one because of armor? Yes. So you bat it away, but you do take some harm that he just... He somehow threw it at you. Okay. Is it like you said it was like actually like attached to his hand? Do you like literally like is it literally fastened to him or is he just like has a good grip on it? No, like the keyboards are like attached to his thighs. Oh, okay. So he's like typing like that. I see. Okay. And then they're then it's belted around him and then they each connect to this pack on his lower back. Mark. I'm bolting up the stairs, trying to look for any signs of something, because I don't know what room it is. 
for the record, Casey was going to shoot this guy who came into the window. Okay. So I come bolting in. And I, just in time, I, I do think with that role and with the connection you have with Theo, you know where they are. And with Casey, okay. to be honest. Let's be real. You guys are friends. You come busting in just in time to see Casey take a shot with sniper rifle at close range. No, it's a shotgun. Okay. Roll kick some ass. Could I ask a question? Mm-hmm. Would I be able to kick some ass, but also um, either investigate a mystery or read a bad situation? Sure. Okay. I'm going to roll kick some ass first. Okay. I think you can only re- read a bad situation, obviously. I rolled an eight. Okay. So you take and give harm as normal. So you fire your shotgun. Also, I have a precise strike. So I could inflict more harm. Okay, let's try it. Uh, yeah, that's going to be an additional two harm on top of that. So it's a total of uh, five harm. Because my shotgun does three harm. And then with precise strike, since I rolled over a 10, I get two additional harm. Let me know when you want me to roll read a bad situation. So I want to tell you what happens first. So you take, you square up and you take your shot at this person. Their right arm goes up like as though to form a shield. And in fact, it does form a shield. When the buckshot from your shotgun strikes it, it's like, it's just this orange field. I actually want Theo to roll read a bad situation and then have, we'll have Casey read a bad situation after the next thing happens. Could I roll read bad situation with my third eye? Sure. I rolled an eight. Well, the, pl- the bonus one with your third eye and with you being you, the field of orange energy actually seems to have it's brighter in some spots in some pretty specific shapes shapes that look a lot like your brother deacon's tattoos Mm. the next thing that's going to happen is having taken that shot this person's going to pull a small pistol and fire it at you twice casey so you will take i believe a pistol does yeah you'll take two harm minus whatever you're because you're fucking invincible now (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, I have two armor uh, if it's straight up just shooting me. So okay. I take yeah. none. You take zero harm, but it is that thing where she hit you pretty squarely in the chest. like It's like kicked back or whatever. Yeah, and, yeah. and it, like bruise. It, there, you're definitely going to have a bruise. You sore? Yeah, I'm used to it. Could I, since I rolled an eight with Theo for investigate, for a read about situation, mm-hmm. could I ask my two questions? Well, you can ask one question because... The bonus is the thing that you saw about the field. Okay, well, it's because with three, with using the third eye, I get an additional. No, I know, about and that's okay. the, that. I'm making that's it. That's the one that you gave me. Okay, yes. okay, okay. I'm a benevolent dictator, but I'm a dictator nonetheless. That's fine. Um, I want to know what is this person's weak spot. This person's weakness: head, heart, and throat. It's just a person. Casey wanted to roll something. Yeah, yes. Casey wanted to roll read a bad situation. Um, and I also want to use my one hold from the touch to give me like one more on top of this roll. Like an, a plus one? Yeah, because I can spend my hold one for one to add bonuses to investigate a monster or read a bad situation. Okay. Nine. Okay, one question. Question for Mark and Kira slash Anna. Yes. Should I ask... Like, who is this person targeting or the best way to get her, the villain, out? Like, how to get rid of her? Hmm. I don't know. I feel like either could be good options. Maybe you could ask, like, what are they after? Can Casey tell who 
this person is specifically targeting? Like, who's the most valuable person to them? They are here for Theo. Marcus is going to come in and see all this happening, see a shot, and he's going to run at this person, grab the person, and, like, as if it's, like, second nature to him, just kind of, like, falls back and goes through the door without, like, unzipping it. He just falls through it. Can I do that? What do you mean goes through the door? Are you trying to open a door to there, or are you just trying to poof away? Through to there. Mechanically, are you trying to use angel wings? Uh, yeah, I'm trying to use... Mechanically, I'm trying to use angel wings falling into there. Roll plus weird. 11. Okay. So you grab this person, and then you suddenly find yourselves in like a cloudscape. This person doesn't seem to miss a beat, though. They just rear back and punch you in the chest with the right arm that when they rear back does appear to like glow with the outline of a much larger fist. Would you roll kick some ass, please? 11. Choose a bonus. Do more harm, take less harm, take the advantage. Do more harm. Okay. And can I illustrate what I'm doing? Yeah, please. So so, uh, they're going to get a punch and before they reset... I'm going to grab the arm and can I like grab the, like grab his arm, step to the back and break it or I try. <laughs> well, let me tell you what happens. Okay. So this punch is going to hit you right in the chest. You will take three harm. Oh, oh three harm. You say I do say, Oh, what's that mean? Mark. <laughs> that means I'm unstable. <laughs> So two things, two things happen with, with that punch. The first thing is that it hurts a great deal. It knocks the, the wind out of you. It also knocks something else out of you, like the sort of ambient warmth that has come from your eyes since something happened sort of goes off and your cheeks feel cold and you don't think that you could do fire magic right now. So you swing around and you like take your shot at trying to break this arm. Mark, will you roll a naked d6 for me? That would be a two. (laughs) Okay. That's okay. You don't know what you're rolling. So you take your shot and, but it is like, it's like punching concrete with a straw. (laughs) But then you you hear a voice in your head. Why aren't you fighting with your weapon? I think there's a moment of like peace for just like a couple seconds where I just like step into my mind. What weapon are you talking about? You look into your hand and you are holding a sword that is on fire. Have we been over this or not yet? Oh, you're still in the fight. You should use that. As if it were just, I think second nature and just the energy of this blade I use to like thrust up into this, this person. I am going to ask you to roll kick some ass one more time. Don't miss. 10. All right. Can I presume you want to do more harm? I don't want to kill, but I want to... Well, I just mean with a 10, do more harm, take less harm, force them where you want them are the options. I'll do more harm. Okay. So yeah, you lean back and drive this sword up and through this person's chest, burning away some of the armor and padded jacket. If you pull the sword out, it will like sort of instantly cauterize the wound, but they are not able to move and actually pull off their helmet. They're falling to their knees 
And when she pulls off her helmet underneath, you do see like kind of a um, Velma Dinkley type, sort of. Big circular glasses, a brown bob that's like stuck to her face with sweat. So this person is down. I'm going to cut back now to Anna. Okay, so I think I want her to then, can she... Can she take this, like, computer from this dude? That would be a roll. Do you have any kind of a bladed weapon? I I don't, which really fucking sucks. <laughs> um, does he have, like, a blade on him that I can see? Like a knife or anything? Roll plus sharp. Right at that. <laughs> that doesn't sound true. Plus sharp or read a bad situation. Plus sharp. Because it changes. I depending. know. <laughs> um, uh, with a minus one, that's seven. <laughs> oh. It's not failing. You don't know how or whether it's fastened in, but he has one in his around his ankle. I want her to. I think she's just gonna fucking like shoot him like fucking point blank with her shotgun, like in the chest, and try to knock him back. Roll it. Hell yeah, twelve advance move. <laughs> All right, pick your bonus. I'm gonna say uh, double the harm, which the shotgun does three, so that's six harm. Okay. I think the shot blasts him out the window. Seriously? There's a window behind him? That's where he came in. Uh, cool. I'm going to look look out the window. Is he dead? He's not moving. Um. Okay, so then I... Uh, I want to know what the fuck is with those keyboards. So I want to... I think she's going to um, take a quick look around. Can I use oops? Yeah, sure. The helmet is shouting. Pick it up. What's it saying? Gavin. Gavin, report. I want to make Anna's voice sound all strangled like she got fucking like punched in the throat. <laughs> and she's going to be like, on. she'll be like, they're down here. <laughs> she's going to try to BS. Roll manipulate someone. <laughs> um, 10. Oh my God. <laughs> It's a hell of a play. <laughs> Why do you sound like that? Bitch, punch me in the fucking throat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think the voice of the other end is just going to go, Oh, fuck this. And then out the window, you hear a sound like tearing metal. Look, look out. Is it Gavin? <laughs> What's happening? Gavin's, Gavin's on the ground. Yeah. And then there's a, a smaller figure, looks down at him, looks up at you. Sees me? I think so, unless you're trying to hide. She waves. <laughs> it appears to be a very young woman, and she just flips you off. <laughs> and then she grabs the guy, and then you hear the sound again. And then there's like just a blinding light from where they're standing, mm -hmm. and then they're gone. Oh, shit. So they just disappeared. Yep. Into the light. Okay. Did the and Casey see hear that? Yeah. So while this while this has been happening, I think once you have kind of anything approaching a moment to look, the cable doesn't appear to be like dangling out the the window. It had kind of been gathering at the wall where it had buried itself. It seems like the very beginnings of it. Um, it's like it was stitching itself into a different shape. Uh, I don't like this. Okay, um, I think that like once Mark had like busted in, grabbed this person, and disappeared. Casey's going to like 
grab Theo and be like, we gotta get out of here and like usher her out of the apartment. Okay. Theo's gonna grab whatever she can, like of her stuff, mm -hmm. um, in case he's going to protect Theo and like get us out of this apartment in the apartment building and Casey's gonna radio her team and be like, where are you exiting now? Rear entrance. And you can hear Diego like sort of sitting next to Gio who responded go, like you told us boss. Okay, yeah. Anna will start heading out of the building. Okay. She doesn't, she doesn't take the helmet with her. Mark, you find yourself basically in what appears to be from at least her end, the middle of a conversation with uh, this woman, and as I have her described, and what a woman, hair like a single firework, eyes like sunsets, a smile like a hawk descending. Wait, wait, so how did I get from there, from there? You're still there. I'm still there, but I'm in the middle of this conversation suddenly? Yep, she's just standing there, and she maybe has been standing there this whole time, it's hard to say, and she's, I think the first thing that you are aware of her saying is, do you think it goes with your shoes? On a scale of like one to ten. <laughs> Fourteen. <laughs> I, I look at this this person that's like, well, knife knife out now, but sitting there on their knees, and then I look at her. Who? What? What is going on? I swore I explained this already. Enlighten me. <laughs> Are you not McCormick? No, you take different names when you go to the other. Clasper, Clinton. Mark Clayton. Sure. Back to what we were talking about. The armor, does it go with your shoes? What What armor are you talking about? I don't have any armor. She like pokes you in the chest and you realize that you kind of can't feel it like you had expected to. And you do look down and you have like what sort of appeared, maybe you've been wearing it all along, unclear. You're wearing this like breastplate that's just this like black metal festooned with red and in the center there's like a flaming bird is this like almost like like roman armor looking or is it like I more think modern so. i think yeah okay. uh, yeah old definitely old style old. yeah okay. it isn't heavy and you're pretty sure if you'd like it to be it will be invisible which she makes clear actually also by like sort of tapping it in some way and then it disappears and then she goes, well, that's always option two. Goes with everything. <laughs> are, are, are you like my like makeover person? Like what, what is this? I'm your king. What? My, my king. I think Mark is gonna think back to like a long, long time ago. Mm -hmm. and his worries and fears about like what he had done in the past mm -hmm. and starts drawing that connection to the past that he didn't know. Mm -hmm. What do you mean, my king? Who, who do you think I am? You were born a prince of the sky. I've been looking for you for a very long time. Uh, uh, prince of the sky? What about my, like my brother and my mom? And You and your brother fell in battle but a prince can never truly be killed. I'm gonna need some some time to think about this. Cause I mean, everything up until this point, I thought my life was something else and now you're telling me that I'm, I'm some prince? When, when I've been debating- This forwards backwards thing, I'll never quite understand. Your life has been a number of things all at once, yes. And still is. So, so what of this situation? 
that that we're dealing with right the, the where I am what I've been doing here just a few seconds ago like and, and my friends that I've been fighting with and who had my back all this time like what what of that the, to the news of this that's part of your story mark and as you've said you're part of theirs luckily so am I how, how long have you been been following me well I lost track of you for quite a while there but since before there was time I am Ro, King of the Sky. I think Mark is going to drop to his knees and just, like, just stare the million-mile stare <laughs> off into nowhere and just... Oh, no, 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 boy. This isn't a worshiper sort of thing. No, that's not... Technically, we're colleagues. I mean, I am infinite, and you take your orders and glean your power from me and my section of the realm, but still colleagues. So I think after Mark gathers his thoughts, okay, um, so, so, so where, where, where do I go from here? What do I, what do I do in this, in this situation? You, you coming to me in this, this manner when I'm, when I'm in this fight and <laughs> literally challenging everything I've known up until this point, how do I proceed from here? You're a prince, Mark. Your mission is your own until I have need of you. It's my own. I think right now, with this this newfound information, I need to go help my friends because they're in danger right now. Only some of them. Sorry. Is this which is now? Yes, right now. <laughs> Wait, I'm, I'm confused, but <laughs> so is she. <laughs> um, can we can we can I contact you somehow? Like, how do I how do I? And I think Mark without asking. Goes, can I contact you this way? And, and <laughs> <laughs> when she speaks to you in in your head, it sounds more like the previous voice had, which is not so, I'd say, frantic. When she speaks out loud, it's it's hurried, it's impatient. But in in your mind, it's very calm and deliberate. I much prefer this way. The forwards and backwards leaves far too much to the senses and synapses. Language breeds misinterpretation. A dawn of war. That it does. I, I have so many questions, but not currently a lot of time, so we'll, we'll be in touch. Indeed, the forwards and backwards. Until you have need of me again. Go now with all the powers and uh, badges of your office. The badges of my office. I'm going to have to get used to that again can never remember if you named the sword yet. Is that now? That's not now. Go. She pokes you in the forehead. With that, um, did, did I go anywhere from that or am I, am I just, am I still in that instance of? I think with the poke in the forehead, she's gone. Okay. Immediately, I, I just kind of like slowly, like kind of gather myself, like did that just happen? And then put my hand on my chest. I just kind of turn around and look at the, the individual that I stabbed, cauterized, lightsaber. Mm-hmm. She's fully out. Dead. Completely gone. Unclear. Do you want to check? Yeah, yeah. I, I just, I turn around, I slowly walk up to this individual cautiously, and I just take my foot and, like, push, push her a little bit to see what happens. Shallow breathing, weak pulse. She's alive. 
but not for long. Why are you after us? She doesn't answer. I said, why are you after us? And I'm gonna, like, I'm evil. Uh, <laughs> can I can I um, heat up the wound a little bit? Sure. Like singe? Uh-huh. She continues not to answer by virtue of being unconscious. <laughs> oh. Mark, what are you doing? I, I reach out into my in my mind then to her. Say why why are you can I can I try that or is she still like step into that individual's mind? Roll plus weird. <laughs> this is gonna be weird. Ten. Okay. So using your telepathy, I think aided by the fact that you're there, like Instead of like the world sort of falling away like it might otherwise when you do something like this, it's more like this sort of smokescape really was a kind of loading screen. And then surfaces and landmarks and images start texture popping in. It's amplified. Yeah, and it's like the smoke above sort of snaps and then there's just like a night sky skybox. And then after a second or two, there's just like, it sort of fills up kind of vertically with like sunset colors. So there's still some light. The ground at first is just sort of etched off and it looks like it's just plaid. And then it like pops and you can see it's just dozens of intersecting roads just dozens of dozens of crossroads. Each one has a um, lamp post and you see the girl not dressed in the armor anymore, dressed just casually, but tied to one of the lamp posts. to allow for a brief breather because, well, obviously, there's a lot going on inside and outside of our story. We're all thinking it, right? That Johnny's the devil? Obviously. We're on the same page? Obviously. Regardless, we have a few quick announcements. Thank you to all of our listeners for helping to spread the word about our show, whether it's leaving us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, engaging with us on social media, joining our listening parties, or recommending our show to a friend. Really appreciate it. Thanks, guys. In addition to leaving us a rating and review, there are a few other ways that you can show your support. Once again, as a reminder, we do have a store on Redbubble. So if you want to get yourself a t-shirt, sweatshirt with our character on or our stickers, all sorts of things. We've got the game mat. It's a lot of good stuff. We also have a coffee page. That's K-O-F-I. If you guys like what we've been doing and you want to show your support, a great way to do that is to head to our coffee page and buy us a coffee. Any funds that we receive will go towards new bonus content, equipment, and other quality of life improvements for the show. 
If you would like to connect with us, uh, we have a Discord server. On, on our server, we do live AMAs. Sometimes Lauren plays The Sims. Sometimes Maya plays Overcooked. Honestly, if you just want to come chat with us, that's a great place to do it. Um, we, we talk about the game. We talk about other things. It's just a great place to hang out, so come hang out with us. Did I mention you could come hang out with us? We also have social media that you can check us out on at Monster Playbook on Twitter and Monsters Playbook on Instagram and Facebook. Um, we also have an email if you need to reach out to us for anything at monstersplaybook at gmail.com. You can find out all of these things and more on our Direct Me profile, which is linked in our episode's show notes. Our featured promo for this week is for 19 Hits the Dragon, a bi-weekly interview-style podcast about D&D, tabletop RPGs, and other nerdy things with advice for players and GMs. They cover topics from NPC creation, communicating, finding your DM style, to how to play a game. The host, Mike, sits down with some of his favorite creators in the TTRPG space to discuss these aspects and more of the games and nerdy shit we all love. So let's learn more about what this show has to offer. Hello, this is Mike Daniel, host of 19 Hits the Dragon, the bi-weekly podcast where I interview creators from the tabletop RPG community and get answers to the long-awaited questions like, um, how are you so talented? Where do you get all of your ideas and how can I do that for myself? Please? Deal with situations like, or have you ever seen a giant earthworm? Those things are terrifying. Cover hot takes. Know the rules, but know that they can be broken. And especially if it just makes it way cooler more fun and break them. And of course, hi highest level of professionalism here on 19 Hits the Dragon, as always. So just search 19 Hits the Dragon on your podcast platform of choice, and then go out and tell 19 of your closest friends. And we'll see y'all there. Bye-bye. You can find out more about 19 Hits the Dragon on their Twitter at 19 Hits the Dragon. That's the number 19 Hits the Dragon spelled out. Or check out their link tree in this episode's show notes. And be sure to check them out wherever you listen to your podcasts. I guess it's about time to go back now. Let's do it. I mean, I think we need to all take a deep breath in oh. and then out. Okay, well, with that, we'll jump back into the episode. Let's jump back to Cross's house. Quick question. Yep. The lights that turned on, are they mm -hmm. like, what are they, just like normal lights? I mean, they're extremely bright. I think there's like three of them set into the ceiling. Would you say they're bulletproof? Only two ways to find out. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like if it's taking a while to do this uh, whole like control panel shit, I feel like Kira would eventually be like, oh, fuck this, and just psh, psh, shoot up at the lights and try to shoot them out. <laughs> I like the idea then of Jacob trying to walk Tommy through and be like, what the what color is puce? I don't know what to look for with puce. Can you, it's puce. Did, did you even go to design school? No, that's that's a red wire. I told you to look for the blood orange wire. <laughs> and so this is going on. Tommy and Jacob are sniping at each other. And Kira goes, oh, fuck this. <laughs> I want to try to slip into the shadows again and pull Jacob with me through the bars. Roll plus weird. 
Okay, 11. Yeah, that happens. You just grab him, the two of you sink down, and Jacob's just like, wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) You slither in through the bars, like smoke across the floor, and then expand back up into the room. Uh, And then Kira just like is annoyed, and she's like, head for that elevator. And then she'll be, I think she'll actually look at Jacob and be like, can you... Do you have any, like, powers? Like, what can you do? Yeah, Jacob, what can you do? I mean, I know you can apparently, you know, redirect electricity, so... Primarily, I'm an illustrator guy, but, uh, you know, I've, I've, I can do Photoshop and I've dabbled in. I'm magically... <laughs> Exclu- spells. I mean, it spells. Okay. It'll be hard without components, but what are you looking for? Well, I just want to know if you can handle yourself. Not compared to you, apparently. Well, we all have our strengths. Nobody's perfect. <laughs> There's something behind that elevator. I want to see if we can get past this. Well, before before we do anything else, I want Kira to go look over at this elevator. Is, can she figure out like if there's a way to get like access this space beyond it or whatever? No, as far as you can, I think like basically it's just sort of a kind of spatial awareness that's telling you there's something behind it. Other like by all accounts, mm-hmm. looking at, looking at this thing, this is where the room just ends. But you know that because this room takes up the entire floor, mm-hmm. and when you walked in, there were other there's other stuff behind. Just looking around with your eyes and without rolling, you can't really see any way kind of in or through. Okay. I don't know yet. Uh, might need to figure out if there's a way we can get out of here past these, these locking mechanisms, whatever the fuck he's got going on. If there's something that's blocking other people from finding us, that might be a, a thing if we can get rid of any barrier that might be preventing us from sending a message out. I'll see what I can do. Right. And then I want Kira um, to take Tommy with her and like see if they can investigate this elevator and see if like figure out this space that they were seeing. We'll investigate a mystery. Uh, Ten. So given that you are trying to just answer one big question, the slab in front of the elevator is going to be a problem Mm -hmm. because it is, I mean, obviously huge. It goes from floor to ceiling. It's maybe four inches thick and it's actually a black metal and it appears to be inscribed with pretty intricate runes. Mm -hmm. Like the center of it has a big circle and then lines going from the edge of the circle to the corners. And then each of the quadrants is... I think best you can tell it's sort of different uh, manifestations of the four elements. And then the circle in the center is just blank. You can see there's a spot where like just sort of knocking and pounding and feeling around the metal is thinner in the walls between somewhere to the left of the uh, elevator. Mm -hmm. There's like a a hollowish spot. Here, punch through it. (laughs) Not Kira. (laughs) Tommy? Maybe. Will you let me roll for it? I really do. Okay. Is that kick some ass? It's kick some ass. Um, eight. Can Kira help somehow? <laughs> roll kick some ass, honestly. Well, hello. Uh, 13. Advanced move. So if I may take over and narrate. Yes. <laughs> Tommy at about head height, rears back, and I think just like wolfs out just, just the torso <laughs> and slams the metal and makes like a... Probably like a fist deep divot. And Kira's like, I can work with that. And then you take your axe and like slice through it. 
so that you can kind of like fold open a kind of door. And once you slice into it, there is like a irritating, high-pitched sort of sine wave sound. Once we get through this like door? Once you like crack the physical barrier between that room and this one, now you can suddenly hear this sound. Does Tommy know what it is? He's got very good hearing. <laughs> Tommy looks extremely annoyed. <laughs> like, yeah. to the extent that he was a werewolf before, he isn't anymore. Oh, shit. Where is it coming from? Somewhere on the other side of this door. So, And then in here, there it's unlit. The only light that's in there is coming from the room you're in. And it just spills open and it falls on some... I think the the bars in Jacob's sort of cell were normal metal. Mm -hmm. These are clearly a black metal. Is there any like sort of like cameras or something that I'm seeing like on in this area? What do you what do you mean? Like is Cross watching us? I want to figure out like if he's watching us, if there's any cameras, can I take him out? Well, investigate a mystery. Nine. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, you know what? There are no cameras in the main room. Okay. There are three in this other room. The one that we just broke into? Yes. And they're that kind that are like uh, little half globes in the ceiling. I do want to mention what I was about to say, that the light coming in from this room onto the other one is falling on what looks like a, a sad looking Doberman. And it's sort of, it's like curled up and its head is down and it looks up at you quite pathetically. But its eyes, either they're black voids or they're not there. Okay. But floating above its head, in between its ears, is this dim ring of light. Is it awake, looking at me? Mm-hmm. I think Kira sort of looks back at Tommy and is like, any chance that this is like some sort of weird werewolf hybrid or has some sort of magical dog abilities setting off any alarm bells for you? I can't talk to dogs. I don't That's know how it works! <laughs> <laughs> Okay, is it like growling at me at all or? No, it's just sort of looking at you and it cocks its head. The ring of light remains perpendicular, parallel to the ground. And then it says, are you here to hurt us too? <laughs> oh my God, can Kira and Tommy get a dog? <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. That's commitment. One brain cell. Then you hear a, a voice come from further in the darkness that just says, they're all here to hurt us. That's how they work. What the fuck did I just walk into? No, I the the guy who lives here, he was trying to trying to trap me. Lock me up. I'm trying to find him. Do you know where I can find him? I wanna make him hurt. Another voice from the other side says, wherever there's pain and power. What are Who are you people? The to the left, a pair of hands like reach through the bars to like lean against them. And then you can sort of just see the glint of the eyes of what appears to be like a maybe early 20s young Asian woman. And she says, organ donors. Organ donors. For cross? If he wins the coin toss and she slinks back into her cell. If I get you out of there, can you help me? There's a frantic voice in deep in the other end of the of the cells that says, the ears have a drum, the drummers have ears, they can hear us everywhere we go, the ears have a drum. The drummers have ears, they will find us. He finds us everywhere. He wants what we have. He hates what we have. He wants to hate us. He hates to want us. The ears have a drum, the drummers have ears. I, 
I'm... You guys know about the drum? Oh. <laughs> the woman says, you don't want to listen to Jazz. He doesn't know what he's talking about. He doesn't know where we are. Look, I think I can help you. I can help you get out of there. Can you help me? Lady, if you can get us out of here, I'll kill my own dad. Oh, shit. To be clear, how many, like, individuals are in this room? Well, without any lights on, you can see the dog. You can barely see this young woman. You can hear some muttering. And then you earlier heard, like, a sort of deep, old, wise voice. And it's, it's so dark at least in this four. room? Mm-hmm. Would it be possible to make, like, a little, like, shadow doorway? What do you mean by that? So, like, Kara can sort of, like, destabilize barriers between other, like, places. Is it possible to, like, create a doorway, like, to, like, a shadow place? To, like, just get them to, like, walk out of the bars. Free them. Kind of like a portal? Yeah. A little shadow portal. You sort of try to do that. Mm-hmm. The muttering shifts and now he's saying the bars aren't just here we're trapped and trapped and trapped walls hidden walls between the bars what do you mean walls between the bars he thinks he understands these kunk kunk they keep us trapped in here in more ways than one when you try to like make the portal with the sh- with the shadow yeah it just is like a a black slate wall on the other side on your end and you can't seem to get it to manifest on the other side of these bars mm-hmm uh, is there anything, can I look around and see if there's anything, like, that would maybe release them from this prison? Like, open up the bars? Well, investigate a mystery. Twelve. Okay. Dance move. I think you and Tommy turn on the flashlights on your phones. <laughs> <laughs> so two things, as you're looking around, one, you can now clearly see that there are, in fact, eight cells, six of which are occupied. Mm-hmm. There's the dog, there's the young woman. The person muttering is, like rocking back and forth in the back corner of one of these cells and he's dressed like a like a 1940s hipster with dark sunglasses there's also like probably three and a half foot tall frog person with a wide brimmed straw hat and like a fletched straw cape just like leaning back against one of the walls one of the cells has a bucket of water and one of them has a tape recorder um i think it's Kira sees all these people. I think it's kind of just like clicks in her head, like what's actually kind of going on here. What do you mean? I think as she's like looking at all these people, you know, this frog person, this dog with a halo over his head, and then the things that Cross was saying earlier about her wings and Tommy's like werewolf abilities, and then what this woman said about for his organ donors, I think... She's connecting the dots and is realizing what Cross wants to do to all of them. Hmm, yeah, what's that? Well, I think she I think she actually stepped back because I think she kind of is like a little stick to her stomach, honestly. Um Tommy does that thing where he's like looking very intently at them, but then like I think his ears actually perk up and he like <laughs> turns to see and runs over to yeah. catch you. Hey, hey. <clears throat> yeah. What ha- are you okay? You don't look so good. Um, I think I'm kind of trying to under under her breath, saying to Tommy, um, just that I think I know what Cross is trying to do with these people and uh, with us. Um, I think he's trying to take 
parts of us like we're his organ donors cutting away the things that he wants those supernatural abilities the drum does have a tendency to do this to take it for themselves yeah <sighs> sorry and just uh just i'm just getting this weird feeling um this feels familiar <sighs> what i i can't explain it it's just uh it's like deja vu or something right. uh why don't you take a minute we gotta we gotta figure out a way to get these people out of here yeah um Shakes a deep breath. It's it's really too bad that that Anna's out there because this would be a real good time for her to show up. I know. I think she takes a deep breath and just kind of. She honestly, her mind might even kind of turn to Anna and is like, "What would Anna say right now?" Aww. And I think just kind of thinking about that kind of helps her calm down a little bit. You've got this, Kira. And then I think she's gonna look towards the the, the um the cells where all the people were. Try to see if maybe there's um, a way to help break them out. I think there's there's a, a similar but not the same sort of access panel like there was next to Jacob's. But that one has like a full uh, keyboard popping out from the wall. And just like a little screen readout that it's it's simply a text entry field with like the blinking cursor. Okay. I think I want to see if Kira can maybe hack it with Jacob and Tommy's help, maybe? <laughs> Here's what I want you to do. I want you to roll <laughs> manipulate someone. Okay. Ten. Okay. So I kind of just want to give this to you. Okay. <laughs> with that roll, and what I want to say is that the muttering, he does have drums, the drummers have ears, he wants to hate us, he hates to want us. It's the name of his opposite, the one who stole her, he stole her back from. She's fashion, beauty, and love, and he's a prison. I think Kira is kind of thinking and listening to this. Fashion, beauty, and grace. Delia Cross's stylist. What was her? What was her boyfriend's name? And then I think it clicks. She's like, types in on the keypad, Rufus. So you type that in, and the bars drop. Okay. I want to look to the the woman that was kind of talking to me. What's your name? Yuna. Where's my bat? <laughs> I like her. <laughs> Cut to Mark. You are standing in front of this young woman. I've decided now that precisely she is dressed in sort of faded jeans and a white t-shirt. Under one, under her right arm, there's like a black, as though like a, um, a long sleeve athletic shirt. There's just one long sleeve covering her right arm. And she's tied to one of these lampposts. Is she conscious? Yeah. She's not very responsive. She appears like maybe deep in thought and not happy thoughts. Why are you here? Tied up to this this post? It's where they want me. Who's they? The employers. We have a mission. We're bound to it. What happens if you don't, don't follow their orders? She looks up and locks eyes with you then the things like you win. What if I'm the good guy in all of this? He says it's not about good and bad. He says it's about survival. Are you really surviving right now? I'd hardly call that winning. No, because you won. I haven't won anything yet. I'm just trying to figure it out, just like you are. She looks behind you, and lying on the road next to you is her raggedly breathing body. You won the fight. 
With any luck, you haven't won the war. The war on what? Humanity. Does there need to be a war? A dormant existential threat remains an existential threat. The only question is whose war does it get to be? That's what he says. Somewhere else from behind you, you know I don't like him that much. You turn around and tied to another lamppost is another version of the young woman. Cross, he's a shitty boss. Cross is behind all this? He should be so lucky. He follows orders, same as us. He's just mad that he's not as strong as he used to be. That's what I think. That's what Gavin thinks. Gavin thinks Cross is jealous. If you had one request, what would it be? Roll manipulate someone. <laughs> 12. Oh, shit. Sorry. No, that was that was a 10. Sorry. <laughs> He's just adding weird to everything. I'm just adding. <laughs> I, I saw it too, and I went with that. Sorry. Somewhere very far away. So far, you can't even see the, vo- the person whose voice it belongs to. A young woman shouts. Take off my arm. And then he won't want me. I think Mark was thinking about that in the first place. He's like, well, that can be arranged. Just grabs the arm and... With that blade. All of the lampposts, all of the women, all of the roads disappear. You're now just standing in the cloudscape of there. As for the individual? There's now an armless body. Also, like, burnt off at the shoulders, jackets, cauterized wound, ending the joint. And then in your hand, you are holding her right arm. With the, like, combat gloves and, um... The the, ja- the padded jacket still on it. I take the glove off. Do I notice anything about the arm itself? So you take the glove off and you kind of scoot up the j- the jacket sleeve. It almost looks like a random geometric design that it's just a bunch of like it's as though there's like vertical lines going up that turn ninety degrees and then continue and just like stitch this. So almost it's like circuitry kind of or not 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 circuitry but like. It's geometrically exact, but it's like yep. veins almost. Okay. Yes. and but, but like each line is maybe a quarter inch thick and it just like etches up the arm. I think with the reminder of cross and everything, Mark is going to relay that information unannounced to the team from what I saw earlier and be like, I think we have a problem. I feel like Casey asks, like, is this you now? Are you okay? <clears throat> I'm, I'm fine right now. That was earlier. I had a... Another one of those thoughts. Oh, yeah. also, by the way, and then I relay the conversation I had with this individual. Uh, uh, shit, what's her name? I'm Ro. Think of a deer. To be clear, for your notes, it's spelled R-H-O. Question. Can Anna, like, read a bad situation on that vision? Were those wings that Cross had Kira's wings, or are they just his own? Ro read a bad situation. Uh, that's 10 to read a bad situation. They were absolutely Kira's wings. You'd recognize them anywhere. The eye also. Was Theo's? Was Theo's. Organ donor. I'm assuming that Casey and Theo met up with her team. Where's Anna? She was coming back out of the building after waving goodbye to Gavin and friends. Okay. Casey's going to ask Mark, where did you go? I went to there. You're going to need to explain that again. Did you open another door to there? I mean, not exactly. Technically. Where are you now? Can you get back? Can I Can I just, like, think of it and then just be there? 
Essentially, the trouble will come if you want to go any any place actually specifically within there. But the the way that power works is if you if just you wants to go somewhere, because the way I want this power to work for you, Mark, is that it's essentially the way certain um, depictions of Nightcrawler's powers work. Anytime you go from somewhere here to somewhere else here, what's happening is you're snapping over to there, which technically occupies the same space as that space in here. And then you are moving through a space that works differently there to appear where you want to be here. Are the distances the same or is it, are they different? No. So that's what, that's how you can go to there and then shift where you are and then wind up somewhere mm. else here. Same thing as Minecraft. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Probably. I'm going to take your word for that. But the other thing that will, that I want to make clear about, because I think the person thing will work too. And what I, what I want you to put the pieces together on, especially with your new boss from beyond, as it were, is that like the way there were runes in the f space that was Casey's house on both sides, that kind of thing, you can see the hum of a person's energy in that spot there. So you can like shift yourself to there, find where the echo of them is there, and then pop back over to here and be where they are. Gotcha. All right. I'm able to kind of find that that uh, that entity, yes. so to speak. This is all stuff that doesn't matter, but I love. So yes, you can use that. You can use that word that uh, that move as written, but it's all through the vehicle of this other sort of non-Euclidean space. And then I think the the other thing that will be that will wind up being true is, as you like, scenery and topography of there is no longer so inscrutable. If you'll remember the last time you all kind of went there mm -hmm. and Diego gave his name as Toro, he could see more things. You can see more things. And as such, you can tell sort of where the spots that correspond between there and here are, which is how you can kind of be like, oh, if I go over there, if I shift this direction, I'll be in Mexico. If I shift over here, I'll be on the third floor of the Sears Tower, that kind of shit. Therefore, I'm becoming more comfortable going there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> Casey, he can come back. Will he? Yeah, my, my idea was to pop up right next to you. Oh, next to me? Uh, Casey's going to punch you because somebody just appeared next to her. She <laughs> Careful. <clears throat> you don't just... Oh, my God. Does she notice the armor? A hundred percent she does. Okay, so I get hit and I'm like... <clears throat> oh, that didn't hurt as bad as if that. Oh, yeah. yeah. One, it's definitely visible. Two, you definitely felt it, Casey. You have some explaining to do. But, okay, Casey's going to count. Okay, we've got Mark. We've got the team. We've got Theo. We've got Anna. Yeah, Anna's Anna's coming down to, like, where the van or wherever Cosmo is at the moment. She's got this, like, helmet with her of one of these dudes. Okay, so first... um. Anna, can you, I need you to call Kira. We need to check in with her. Um, if that doesn't work, Mark, I need you to connect with Kira to see where she is. Is she okay? Um, is Tommy okay? Tommy's supposed to go with her as well as 
Jacob. This was beginning Jacob. Also, I think Mark is still just kind of like, what the hell just happened to me? So he's just kind of like staring off a little bit. <laughs> Gia, I need you to drive. We need to I need you to drive like we're being followed because we're probably being followed. Um, and then I have a question. I'm mm -hmm. wondering, um, was the person who attacked like Theo and Casey, were they a part of the Daggers crew or another organization? Would Casey have been able to notice that? The person who attacked Theo and Casey in Theo's apartment? Yeah, in Jacob's apartment. <laughs> it's not Theo's apartment. That's not my dad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she was with the drum. And then I'm wondering, did Theo see anything invisible around the woman who attacked us because of her third eye? Yeah. The way her arm worked floating around, it was that um, aura that had solidified at first into a shield. And then Theo didn't see this, but then later into a fist that had similar energy and honestly similar sort of as Theo saw them, physical manifestations, manifestations of the the runes that are on Deacon's tattoos. The same source of magic as what he's using. I yeah, I think that like, I mean, Casey gave her orders to Anna and Mark. Everyone. <laughs> I'm sorry. Casey, roll manipulate someone. Uh, nine. I think you know what? Anna, what are you at for harm? Uh, just one. Oh, shit. Mark is unstable. <laughs> I was going to say, if we can see that Mark is hurt, then Theo would probably set about healing him because Casey didn't give her any orders. Fair enough. Do you want to roll this might sting? I think this is kind of why he's still in a daze. <laughs> and by the way, Mark, your eyes have sort of been sparking back to life ever since that punch. Okay. Do others notice that or is, am I like wearing my glasses and it's hidden? I think you're wearing your glasses and there's a 100% chance that the only person who notices is Theo. Uh, Theo rolled an 11. Okay. No gnarly scar. Wait, I think I lied. I lied. Why would you lie? Because I'm confused. I rolled an 8. Well then, yes, gnarly scar. <laughs> <laughs> On a 7 to 9, it also leaves a gnarly scar. So, Mark, you're like, okay, got it. Reach out to... <laughs> Just hold still, okay? <laughs> what are you doing? I'm healing you. Uh, oh, sorry. I'm I'm a little I'm a little lost right now. One other thing of note: Mark is also carrying a severed human arm. Oh, I just I forgot that I had it in my hand. <laughs> and no one really took notice because you just sort of appeared and then got punched in the stomach. <laughs> I mean, Casey would have punched in the sternum, but yeah. But you said Theo would have noticed his eyes. I mean, it kind of looks like a dying fire, like a that's sort of trying to come back to life. Reddish embers, there's every once in a while there's a spark or a pop from somewhere inside of them. Oh, oh, see what's happening is that the fire went out and it is coming back, but in the moment, Theo would probably look at it like the fire in his eyes is dying. Theo's going to say to Mark, what happened to you? Are you okay? I think Mark is going to look her dead in the eye and speak to her in two ways. Speak to her through my mind in the vision that I saw of Ro saying, you are a prince and me saying, I am a prince at the same time. So it's just like that, that realization just like, like in your face, like, whoa. And then I just, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I just, I saw that vision of me like saying that to you, but then also her saying that to me, to you. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I get it. Here's my question. 
with your with the, your tone of human voice, Mark, how are you trying to communicate that you feel about that? Are you flat and dead inside? Are you announcing your coronation? Nervous, concerned, and excited to a degree. Because it's like, this means that I have answers. Okay. That helps, yep. So yeah. Okay. I mean, I assume, I, I hope it will, my hope was for it to inform Theo's reaction. Yeah, I think it's it's along the lines of, I'm stunned, but I'm like, I'm a prince. What did you do? Mark, what did you do? What do you mean, what did I do? I, I stopped this this person from attacking. No, you're a prince. What did you do? <laughs> I didn't do anything. Ro came to me and told me I was her prince. <laughs> I have no recollection of it, but there's more history to me than I know about myself currently. <laughs> Since the beginning of time, I guess. <laughs> I think Mark goes, and I got this armor piece. Ding, ding. <laughs> I think Theo's going to move away from him. And then I think if I could read a bad situation on Mark with Theo's third eye. Roll it. Ten. Okay. Ask your frankly criminal amount of questions. Okay, really kind of a stupid question, but what is different about Mark? <laughs> I'm a seven instead of a six now. <laughs> Honestly? Well, he has this armor now. If he's wearing any kind of a jacket, it's underneath that jacket. His eyes are dimmer, but they do appear to be brightening up. He also has, I think I'm going to say slung across his back, is the sheathed sword. Okay, so that sword doesn't materialize. It's I just have that now. You would have to, like, you could use it with that what I need when I need it move. Okay. But you'd have to do that. As of right now, it exists as a physical thing on your physical back. I, I don't have what I need when I need it yet, so... <laughs> okay, then yes, it absolutely... It, it's not something that materializes. It is a sword that, when unsheathed, bursts into flames. He also, honestly, seems a little bit less lost. Okay. Is Mark's magic or, like, aura different now? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, previously, I think his, his whole... He was almost formless before. Like... Or, or at least difficult to place the source, but it's also not different. Do you know what I mean? Like it's... Evolved. Yeah, but it hasn't changed. This, this is Mark's magic. It just has a new name. Are there any tethers or things that he's not connected to? That's going to be the third eye one. Okay. So like you'll get another sort of question of what his deal is, but if you want to know what tethers he's connected to. You're going to see them. Is that so okay? Clarify, would that burn up my last two questions? Or? No, you would still get a question, but you wouldn't be able to see anything else invisible. I think I'm okay with that. Okay. You, I mean, you see one tether going back towards the direction of the city and his mother's house. You see two separate tethers going to there. One very, very high up indeed, and another to a shaggy-haired human person who I don't know that you recognize. And then you see one going to you. And then a faint and pretty adorable one going to um, Anna towards Kira and to Casey. Mm. Yeah, is this Mark's true form? Well, that's a complicated question. I, I, do, I need to know what you mean by true form. Theo had talked to 
the Star King, mm -hmm. and he offered her like power and stuff. Theo is wondering like Mark said that this is like him, like he found himself kind of, mm -hmm. and Theo's wondering like if this is him actually not as lost, or if this is kind of like a Band-Aid or somebody just gave him powers. I see what you mean. And I think the answer to your question as asked is yes. This is all him. Yes, this is Mark's true form. To the extent that he ever is, he's in control of himself and his decisions. I think that Theo's going to say to Mark, because I think Mark sees Theo's eyes kind of glaze over, but like look at you and around you. And then she'll like blink and uh, her eyes kind of return to normal. This really is you. What do you think? At least I'm guessing you don't have to wear that ridiculous sweater anymore. Do I still need to wear the ridiculous sweater? <laughs> you don't need to. Your mom did make it for you. Though it is a little crusty and ashy. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe there's still a way to salvage this, but mom did make it for me. You should feel better now. I'm sorry about the scar. There's sometimes backlash to using magic. Theo, will you roll a naked d6? Uh, five. Okay. So yeah, Mark, you're just going to have like a pretty serious like circular burn scar with a bunch of like spider webbing out lightning bolt shaped other kind of basically as though you got struck by lightning and you'll have this scar across your chest. Oh, <clears throat> what the hell? Mark pulls up his shirt and sees the scar. It's just a side effect of magic. This is a side effect? It's just a scar. It could be worse. Did you mark down that you healed three harm from her doing that? No, he hasn't. <laughs> <laughs> this is also like, Mark, is this, is this your version, your manifestation of the way that Maya just wants her characters to suffer? What? <laughs> that, that Mark is just like, no, I still have all this harm. <laughs> Are you really upset about this scar? I mean, no, I just wasn't expecting to have a freaking sun tattoo. I'm I'm fine. Yeah, it's it's pretty gnarly. I, I haven't fully looked at it yet. It might be awesome in the mirror. I just I haven't had a chance to check. <laughs> no, look, I'm thank you for for helping me. There's, there's been a lot going on today. <laughs> Anna, she's going to try to call Kira. You want to like call her like on the phone? Yeah, I suppose. I think I want to chat. I, I think I want to check in. Like, can I feel her still with our like empathic connection? Like, is she okay? Or is that like, is there something interfering? The way I want to describe it is it's basically as though you sort of had had this kind of um, ambient. No, everything's fine. But then when you sort of look deeper and like examine it, it's like, no. Everything's fine. Mm. Like it's fake or on repeat or... It's on a loop. Yeah. It's being interfered with. Gotcha. Yeah, then I think she will... I think she'll try to call Kira, I guess. See if it goes through. It rings. It rings again. And then it picks up. It makes sense that you have such shitty OPSEC. You're not the one who was the agent. 
phones? Really? It's cross. Oh, uh, this is a bummer. You turned out to be a bad guy. Who would have saw it coming? Uh, God, you're so hot, though. Oh, my God, thank you. Do you want to count to 15 or should I? What happens in 15 seconds, Crass? That's when I descend. That's when I find you. Hmm. Good luck. If you do anything to my sister, you're going to wish you were never born. You know, I used to grant wishes. Eleven. Well, good. Because I've got a wish for you. I wish that you were dead. See you soon, Cross. And Anna will hang up. Okay. Can I ask a question? Because Anna said what happens in 15 seconds. Does that mean like he was yeah. tracking us? I was going to say, like, as soon as he says that, I think she'll be like, Anna will kind of be like, what happens in 15 seconds? And she'll like catch like Casey's attention like, fucking something's wrong. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> Like what? Is that is that like alarm bells? Like they're tracking that phone? I mean, Casey, if she's made aware of the threat and the and the dialogue, it would have taken about that amount of time to like triangulate the phone. Okay, Casey's like immediately like if if I'm assuming Anna did do did like flag Casey. Yes, and she did hang up. I will say, just in time. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say Anna would be like, and then like either grab Anna's phone or tell Anna like, turn it off, battery out. I have a question, Johnny. Could Anna do something to futz with this, like whatever he's trying to track them with? Well, that's a question for you. What kind of thing would you like to do to futz with it? Well, so I'm wondering because one of the abjuration things that she can do is like to prevent somebody from like being like tracking them through magical means. I'm mm-hmm. wondering if she could like have a red herring, like have it like make like, their signature seem like they're elsewhere. If that's gonna be a role, can Casey help out? Because Cosmo is technically stealthy. <laughs> <laughs> yes and yes. How on earth? A fucking outer space painted van. But it's so oh, it's, stealthy. It's really stealthy. So do you need me to like act under pressure to like kind of do that like semi quickly then? Yeah, I do. Yes, I do. Hell yeah. Let's roll thirteen. Dope. I rolled an eight to help out. Okay. <laughs> Cosmo is also temperamental. <laughs> well, so I think two things. One, in order to do the kind of spell Anna's trying to do. Casey, you're going to have to provide her something else made out of metal to kind of etch the abjuration runes into. I mean, I feel like Casey, like, flips open, or flips over like, I don't know, a piece of carpet or, uh, like, the floor padding of Cosmo Mm -hmm. and offers, like, the middle bottom of the floor of the car. The van. Okay. So you do that. Apparently that happens. You start doing that and you start like, maybe you like toss it into the bed of a passing truck or something. Turns out Cosmo kind of decides that that particular hunk of metal was uh, pretty important to continuing to run. And the engine sputters, coughs, and dies. Oh, come on, bud. Come on. (laughs) You know, it's just, it's just a Chicago air. It's just, you know, it's not as clean. It's probably why it's upset. Kid, Casey, hop out and throw open, like, the uh, hood of the car. Sort of butts in. Sure. Diego's going to come up behind you and be like, what are we looking at, boss? If you touch this car's engine, I will hurt you, Diego. <laughs> Keep an eye out and see if you see Cross or any other drum members. 
Roll act under pressure. Uh, I'm going to add three to that. Um, that's going to be a 12. Advanced move. Okay. But like Casey, for sure, has like a toolbox mm-hmm. in the van. Mm-hmm. I think it's a monogram toolbox. <laughs> it says DRD. Wait, what does DRD stand for? Douglas Rudolph Davis. Did you get a hold of Kira, Anna? This is Theo. Uh, no, um, got a hold of Cross, uh, turns out he's evil, um, and he's, uh, trying to track us down, it sounds like, currently. So, uh... Wait, but Kira went to go see, get Jacob, is... Oh, I'm aware, yeah. Mark, can you connect with her? Or Jacob, or Tommy? I can try. It's like a mental busy signal. The person you have tried to contact is not available. After the tone, please record your message. When you have finished recording, you may hang up or press 1 for more options. Between all of them? Uh, hi, this is Mark Clayton. Um, just wondering where you guys are. Uh, <laughs> so, I get that from everybody I reach out to? You get that from Jacob and Tommy and Kira. Everybody else is, you know, where they are supposed to be. And like, if you reach out to Diego, for example, you hear him going, hey, oh, buddy. Oh, he's adorable. Can I just ask, what is, what, what is, what is talk? What is talk thinking? Yeah, are, are they like listening in on this? Like, <laughs> did you, I'm just trying to think like, if you gave them any orders. Um, only like we're going into like stealth mode. Okay. Like Gia's driving Gia's driving. Diego's kinda keeping an eye out right now. Talk is doing what they do, I guess. Talk seems to be like the smarter techie of the group. Mm-hmm. They sure are. Yeah, Diego's sort of like if he's not in on mode, he's in off mode. Uh <laughs> two brain cells. Um Gia's driving. I think if you were to look into her mind, it would be a fully fleshed out uh, map of Chicago that she's like testing and redrawing routes to get back to Cross's apartment. Talk has an idea. Go ahead, Anna. I was going to say, I do think Anna would be like, Cross mentioned something. He said he used to be able to grant wishes or something about wishes. I'm kind of imagining like Anna's like maybe standing outside talking to Casey as Casey's working on the engine or like also projecting to the rest of the group. Um, I want to use one of my questions. Do I know of a creature or monster that grants wishes and like needs to, needs to sustain themselves with uh, organ donations? Excuse me? <laughs> Because he was taking people's like organs. Oh, like, you're filling in blanks. Wings. Yeah, no, it, the organs aren't quite the actual organs. I think it's like the supernatural powers that they have. Yeah, no, I, I, I kind of get that. So here's what I want to say. Because of the way Casey's question corner works, the connection you are drawing, there, that's not the connection. I can tell you that for sure. The wishes and the organs? Yes, that it's that's, that's a non-starter. I think the only other thing I want to tell you with just using the one is um, that he wasn't being literal. Hang on, Mark, what did you do with the body? I just have an arm. But you left the body there? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I did. Okay. Did you say you had an idea, Anna? Because, like, uh, 
Cross can't grant wishes. It's kind of a metaphorical thing. Right. Well, yeah. Uh, now, this is more like Lauren trying to theorize right now than Anna, because Anna is like two brain cells. Uh, <laughs> Kira needs help. Diego is hot. hot. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Because, like, if you didn't have anything else, I was going to maybe have Theo look into this arm that Mark brought back. Hold on. If they die in at in there, what happens to their spirit? Who who dies? The person that I brought there, killed, and then came back. I think by by virtue of you having been inside of her head, I can tell you, her name is Darcy. Can you examine this arm? Because you said there were like runes on it, right? Yes. Roll investigative mystery. Six. You know what Theo just realized? The Beatles, it was like the bug, the beetle, but <laughs> with an EA, because it's like, a, it's the beat and it's like music. Huh. How about, isn't that, it's kind of funny. I think like, <laughs> you might be looking at this arm and just like not getting anything from it, getting really frustrated. Mark kind of giving her issues with like, well, I didn't know this was going to happen. And Theo was just trying to heal him and help him. And now Kira and Tommy and Jacob are in danger. Well, Tommy, Kira, and Jacob are in danger because of Theo. I think true fact number two is that uh, the thing that you're trying to um, investigate physically is reminding you of Deacon, which is more distracting than anything else. Yeah. That you are you are seeing your one brother in horrible danger. You are seeing your danger brother in horrible danger everything is power in use against us you're not focusing very well can i uh, do something that might help me focus what's that you know get get a, get a, get a new eye oh my god don't not wait, wait where are you right what now what do you mean by that theora theo has this eye in her bag and she had felt that compulsion before and saw how powerful it was when the dagger used it. Because she had made those chains disappear that are holding her. Don't do it. You also got somebody asking for it. It's on the it's on the shopping list of at least one person. I want you to do what you want to do. I am happy with either thing. I think that like Theo's hand, at the very least, is like on that eye in her bag. Yep, sure Thinking is. Thinking about it. Does Mark clock this? I want Theo to relax under pressure. Ten. Oh, she's just looking for something. She's probably got some magic shit in there that maybe she wants to rub on the, rub on this arm. I think so. Is Cosmo working yet? In my head, what I want to happen is like you're doing something and you're like trying to find. You're like reaching for the tool or something and you're not finding it. So you grab Diego's hand and then like pop it open. So it does the little flamethrower thing and then weld some kind of crack with it. And he's just like, what the, hey, whoop. Like you're using him like a tool. You said you wanted to help. <laughs> and then, yeah, you slam the, the hood shut confident that if you do the trick, you can get a uh, get Cosmo running again. Um, I 
bluntly but politely asks Talk to move into the back, and Casey just like leans over, hits the steering wheel, tells Gia to go. <laughs> but then I think Casey's going to turn back to the people who are sitting in the back. Based on Mark's premonition, what do we want to do? Getting us all there gives him all of us. Anna's like, <laughs> we're going there. I think Theo's just like, we have to go save Kira and Tommy and Jacob. There's no way I'm sitting this out. Okay, I, I, I hear you guys. I'm not saying that we should not go. I'm just saying... What, you want to drum out? Is that what you want to do? Yeah, what's the play, boss? So Casey's hearing all these, all these questions, all these thoughts. She's running through her head. And... Are you praying? No, I'm asking Johnny... <laughs> Using another one of my connect the dots moves. Where would fuck? What do you think, Lauren and John? Where would be the best place to fight Cross? Or what would be the best way to lure him out? I think it's either like luring him out or like maybe what's like the best way we can like help like Kira. What's the area we have most control over? Yeah, what's the best way to help Kira? Actually, can I retract that? Depends. Because, okay, so since we were in Cross's safe house, in case he has a safe house and is familiar with that kind of shit, I'm wondering what is the best way to get Kira and Tommy out? And Kira, Tommy, and Jacob out. I'm very pleased with the answer to this question. <laughs> because who I think you need to talk to... Preston Lariat? Maybe. Or... The Brothers Vitalis. Fuck! Executive producer Johnny Krupp. This has been The Monster's Playbook, featuring John Wander as Mark Layton, Lauren Johnson as Anna and Kira Ashwood, Maya Dutchen as Casey Davis and Theo Nessos, and Johnny Grubb as literally everybody else. Our theme song is by me, Johnny Grubb. The Monsters Playbook is produced and engineered by Maya Detjen and edited by Maya Detjen and Lauren Johnson. If you liked this episode, please tell a friend. We love friends. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Monsters Playbook and on Twitter at Monster Playbook and on Web 1.0 at MonstersPlaybook.com. And come hang out with us on Discord. We're fun. We'll see you next episode where, as always, I'll have some good news and some bad news. Thanks for listening. And when she pulls off her helmet underneath, you do see like kind of a um, Velma Dinkley type, sort of. Sorry, I'm just picturing Flintstones now. <laughs> why on earth? She's from scooby Doo. I know, bro. I know. I was like, why, why am I thinking of this? <laughs> Velma, Velma Dinkley. <laughs> it's a scooby dooby doo time. <laughs> scooby dooby doo